Welcome to the Fill Your House with Books podcast, where we talk about Christian and wholesome children's books and all things family discipleship. so excited to have you with me today. Welcome. We're going to be talking about homeschooling with toddlers in tow. This is a good topic for us right now. My daughter is eight and a half and our son is almost three. And let me just say that I know what it's like to homeschool with a little one around. We've homeschooled a couple of years and um, I know too from speaking to other homeschooling moms that this is just a topic that's relevant for all of us. And um, it can be challenging to get homeschooling done, just very simply put. It can be pretty frustrating as well when you have a certain plan laid out for the day and the little ones just need our attention. It can be challenging to figure out how can we involve them into our homeschool life. How can we meet their needs at the same time as we're trying to teach our children? So let me just say this, that I am no expert at all. I can only share from a couple of years of experience. And I had on my heart to record this podcast to just get a conversation started with you guys and and just share some thoughts that I had here these past couple of years. And it's definitely a topic that I really had to wrestle through and really constantly remind myself like, I can do this and why is it precious to homeschool in this season and why is it not always just the things that meet the eye, you know, but to see there's so much more learning happening than what I can or can't see and to really just focus on the memories we're making as a whole family as well. And so looking back now, of course, I I know that everybody says that I wish that I had just enjoyed it more and not stressed out as much about the moments where my toddler was so to speak, interrupting things that were happening. I wish that I had just allowed more wiggle room in my day as well. So I wrote down a couple of things I wanted to share with you all today. And um, you're probably hoping for all my practical advice that you can implement right away. Let me just get started with some general thoughts on the perspective or the mindset that I am trying to have in this season of parenting a toddler and homeschooling with a toddler in tow. Um, I just in general, it helps me to think about the foundation of things I'm doing and why I'm doing what I'm doing and remembering that the Lord has called me to do this and what the Lord is actually asking me to do, what my responsibility is, what my what the privilege is that I have, even in the midst of the circumstances that seem challenging. And from this point on, then we'll move into some practical advice. I think it's very important to not only share tips and tricks, but to really speak to the heart of the matter. And especially um, being a Christian, to remember what the Lord says to us. And the Lord just always, Jesus always spoke to the heart of the matter and, and addressed hearts in people. And he didn't just want to change behavior. Actually, that's something he very much condemned is to to just 
aim at the behavior and the outside of things. For him, it was always important what's inside. So I can record a whole podcast on try this, try this, try this, and then just neglect the fact um, of what it means to actually love our toddler despite the distraction that he represents, he or she. For me, that's a he. And I think with any kind of challenge we have, may it be marriage or parenting, that's probably the most relevant ones for my audience here, but really any kind of struggle we're facing, it's so important to remember that our heart should be in the right place. And that also at the same time, the Lord sees our heart and he sees our grief, he sees our challenging um, our challenges. He sees the way we are challenged in the situation, and he's walking right next to us, right by our side. He's not just expecting us to just function and to just be okay with all of it. So he offers his help and his guidance through his Holy Spirit, but at the same time, he's right there seeing us grieve and try and work. And um, I just wanted all of us to remember this as we are learning or as we are talking about this topic of homeschooling with toddlers so the first word i have here written down is perspective and i know there's many many messages going around um let's say on social media or anywhere really really great messages of just remember that your kids will grow up one day and it's these things that you know they're only little ones it's these slogans that we can pretty much read and just oh yeah I've read this a thousand times but honestly for me this is still my biggest encouragement one of my biggest encouragements as I feel challenged in parenting is just coming back to the truth that yes my little toddler will grow up and oh I will miss these days of all these sudden sometimes catastrophic, sometimes just straight up silly interruptions that are happening. These cranky days where all they want is just to be held. Oh yes, it feels so challenging in the moment as you feel pulled in all these different directions. But just every single day remembering he will grow up, my little toddler will grow up and yes, I will so miss this. I will so miss these little days, um, these little moments and um, these days um, that seem so long and where I feel like such a failure oftentimes my children will remember all these little experiences we have together and so I just want to encourage you whatever season you're in I think this goes just as much for parenting teenagers even though I do not have teenagers myself yet and even marriage or really any season you're in, again, any season that you're parenting in, just remembering that our children are a gift from the Lord and and that us being able to parent them through their challenging seasons is a privilege and a responsibility from the Lord. I, I keep sensing the Lord highlighting these two words for me, privilege and responsibility, how it goes hand in hand and um, how it helps us to juggle responsibilities when we also see them as a privilege and how we need to also feel, of course, a sense of duty and responsibility when it comes to training our children. So just remembering the perspective and that we have the right perspective, it tremendously helps me basically just be a better mom and responding in a healthier way and in a more mature way, I guess, um, to those interruptions that toddlers just represent. Um, also just accepting messes in whatever way. Um, for me, this would be interruptions, but also just messes in the home. Um, it 
it's also something we all know from having children. Yes, there will be messes, but really just to come come to peace with it, that there will be disorder in the home. And then at the same time, though, making a plan that's actually doable as to how to keep order. So for me, this goes a little bit into the practical advice section, I guess, but when I know that there will be a time in the day that I order my home again, it helps me to see the disorder around as I'm teaching math. You know what I mean? So I don't even have a set time in the days, so to speak, as like a time. For me, it's more like the time of day. So I know we will certainly clear the floor before dinner. And if we have an afternoon outing of some sort, a play date at our house that we have friends over, or us going to somebody's house or going on some kind of trip, then that cleanup time would happen before our nap slash break time. So when whenever you have a break time, may it be evening going to bedtime or a break time in the middle of the day, try to have the, the spaces just cleared. By that I mean the dining room table, wherever you do your homeschool work. And in my case, that would be the living room floor, the couch, just sort of straight straighten it up. And um, for me, the, the children's rooms, I don't clear them as often, but this really will depend on your family and your own routine. For me, I just see it matters that before we go into break time or in the evening before it's just my husband and I in the living room and the kids settle down in their beds, I want to have some sort of order. Of course, also kitchen work is included in that. But when it comes to being bothered by messes and by toys all over the floor, it helps me to know there will be this time that I can count on in which we all clean up. And this brings me to my next point. It will help you tremendously having toddlers, little ones in the home. And again, I'm sure this applies to teenagers as well to involve them into housework, to involve them and start this really while they're young. So again, my little one is only two and a half, um, going to be three soon. And yes, he won't be as productive cleaning up the house as my older one is or as I am. He will not be as fast. He will not clean up as perfectly. But really, really make it a point to include him and or her into that process simply because you're building a habit there too in him. He will feel... Your toddler will feel included and as funny as it sounds, our children actually need to feel like you want them to work in the home. They need that feeling. It won't maybe always make them feel happy because the game is just so much fun that they're currently involved in. But I see such a healthy pride and just sense of accomplishment in my younger and older children. Um, my almost three and my eight-year-old when they get to help and of course my toddler wants to help in the kitchen he wants to help all sorts of things that will end up in some sort of mess or maybe dangerous that's just the season they're in and even they're having a sense of just being able to laugh at it too and giggle and, and it's just funny and for me it actually helps me having my eight-year-old around who will oftentimes just giggle at "Ooh, what's the toddler planning on doing there again it's just kind of goofy as well so just laughing about it and at the same time though thinking about how can I include them in housework so that they will really be able to contribute to the load that is there to do. Um, as far as as far as just having the right perspective and vision, I really like how Sally Clarkson and also Jennifer Perpito, they're two authors that write very great books to moms and also are very, very wise when it comes to homeschooling and being a homeschool mother. They both talk about having a vision, having a family vision, having a plan, basically. And 
I know that what they mean is not so much um, to say at 11 we'll do this, at 12 we'll do that, but more to really sit down and ponder what are the things I really want to implement in my home, what are the things I want to train my children in, what are the things that matter a lot to me that I feel peaceful in my home. And so this will be different for each of you, for each of us, but it just helps us all to think about it for a moment. This may be you going on a prayer walk on your own or even with your kids. Sometimes I brainstorm things too while we're outside as a family or you just sitting down on your couch, on your bed, or going on a car ride on your own. But take this time to think about what matters to you as a mom and why, again, these two words, privilege, responsibility. Why is it actually privilege that I get to cook for my family? Yes, it's a job, it's work, it's really a duty, but it is also a privilege and it's a gift. And if you weren't able to do that, if you had to be outside of the home all day, every day, you would surely miss it. So another thing to ask yourself, and this will now lead us more into the practical side of things, um, which things work well with your toddler right now in this season? And one of the biggest things I've been taking away from parenting in general is that everything really goes from season to season. And this does not mean that you're not consistent, but your children will go through different phases. And especially having a toddler, different things will excite him, will catch his interest, will just simply make him happy it will be season to season so i think there is such a balance between we're training our children to stay faithful in an area and you know not run from toy to toy or be constantly on the go but at the same time you see what things will really catch their interest and so again just some practical things my toddler has been just loving cleaning these little animals we have they're called schleich animals you could kind of compare them to maybe little playmobile toys or something he really enjoys cleaning them quote unquote in the bathroom sink so i would give him a little a little like a little brush thing kind of like a toothbrush and um, he would want to have bubbles in the sink too and that's something where he literally stands there for 30 minutes and he's just happy and you all know that's a big win when our toddlers are occupied for some time and okay there's also a sacrifice to it typically there's water on the floor afterwards and typically he does not dry the animals or toys on him on his own he needs some help but again you have to just weigh it out this is definitely worth it so when you see there's something your toddler enjoys doing of course it should not be dangerous it should not be extremely wasteful like for instance my toddler likes running water but no we're not doing that we're not going to just keep letting the water run out so at some point the water the sink is filled to the half or so and we're going to stop with that we're not going to waste any soap or any water I'm not going to make a compromise there but yes he can make a little bit of a mess there with the water in the bathroom I'm fine with that and I'm actually more than that I'm going to try to continually bring up that little play setting because I know he likes it and then I can plan around that I will know okay he will definitely hopefully of course we can never know for sure but we can hope for at least 20 minutes of him being busy and so I can purposefully sit down and do a math lesson in that time with my with my older one so you can see there's lots of actually strategic planning involved so it's again a balance we don't want to train our children that they need us constantly but we do want to help our children that they learn how to play so I think again it's just a balance it's different for everybody and what I also see is I have friends that have families with a lot of children like with just more children than we have too 
we have two children so if there is another young one around then probably these two younger ones will play together as your older one is doing school so there will be a different rhythm so you just have to see what advice you can take out of my podcast here of this episode I know that my little one would be very very happy to have another little one around because that's kind of his biggest issue is he would like to play with his sister while she's doing school but at the same time he also learns okay she has schoolwork now he will be able to play something and with him not having a playmate it means too that I'm oftentimes his playmate as my daughter does some schoolwork she can do independently so you have to you have to think about it this way while your older one is doing schoolwork there are things that they can do independently so my daughter is in 3rd grade and there are many, many things that I can sort of give her a head start with and then say, okay, now work on this for 10 to 15 minutes. In those 10 to 15 minutes, it may be that the toddler is happy and reading books on the couch. That happens quite frequently here. It may also be, though, that he has a grouchy day like we had yesterday. And so I knew he would not be happy. I could see that. He was screaming, was saying, no, I don't want to be alone. So I took him to our garage or to our playroom and we just tossed the ball back and forth. And my daughter was occupied happily. Um, then there are school subjects that we can really try to do all together. And that's my goal. My goal is to have him around as much as possible. But I have to see sort of where his patience ends and where the atmosphere is just not a learning environment anymore. I will have to take him out of the room or I will have to help him get occupied somewhere else and get busy somewhere else. So what we try to do together, we've been reading through the Chronicles of Narnia series and he actually enjoys it when I read to be there with us. And so again, he doesn't follow the storyline as much, but he can pick up on some some things. I'm trying to train him to just basically show him his options. So as we sit on the couch reading aloud, he can sit there with me, of course. He may not, though, interrupt and talk a lot, which he tries. He tries to just point to this, point to that, or bring me a book that I should read to him at the same time that I'm reading out Narnia, which won't work. So he sometimes sits on the floor next to the couch and reads his own books. We have magnetiles or animals or blocks or, or trains that he plays with. And the, the goal, so try to have a goal in mind. My goal is, and I know this will happen the older he is, my goal is for him to be happily, quietly around us reading aloud for even longer than right now. So see this as a muscle in your toddler. He may have a capacity of five to 10 minutes at this point, maybe just two minutes, but you're growing this. So keep having that perspective in mind. You're growing his, so to speak, muscle of being quiet as you're reading aloud. Um, and that's just one example but reading aloud time of course you can tell is important to me that um, he can sit there quietly as I'm reading aloud something that's not even just for him so when I read books to him and he's on my lap and he picked out the book and it's a picture book his attention span is very long but we do read aloud as well um, for my older one reading about the history of Britain for instance and I'm trying to train him to be patient but at the same time me as a mom I need to see well there is a certain amount of reading I need and want to do and there's a certain amount of reading that he's able to be quiet and it's unfortunately not the same amount so he will not be able to sit there quietly for one hour or so that I want to read aloud total in a homeschool day so what do I do I take advantage of dinner times and meal times a big 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 thing I know many moms take advantage of those times we read aloud our bible or devotional book and poetry things in the morning when there's breakfast time we um 
display books that have pictures we display them on those like cookbook holder things and so the kids both actually really enjoy it and my toddler also begs for the bible read aloud time um, that's just something we do every morning they can count on it they know it will happen again it's a habit in their life and then I read aloud this has varied from season to season but I typically read aloud a chapter book um, or some kind of history read aloud for a homeschool during lunchtime and sometimes even during dinner my husband actually also really enjoys these history things we're reading and Narnia so we sometimes do that during dinner too just knowing that our toddler is not occupied that often he's quite adventurous quite active I know not every toddler is like that but he's just in that stage where I um, need to really be strategic with him um, other ways to add homeschool time slash read aloud time while you have a toddler is obviously audiobooks. Very, very great. I do the Grimm's fairy tales right now and I decided to do those since they're in the public domain and all. I'm doing those on audio. I would like to just do all of it reading aloud, cuddled on the couch, but I also really like audiobooks. And even though it's not my top choice, it still comes basically right after that. I'm a big fan of audiobooks and my daughter still gets her reading time in that way and I get to hear it too, even partly and my son as well. So whenever we do a fairy tale, basically once a week, I turn it on on my laptop and that would be a time where he may either be happily playing around here or he may be in some way too loud in that moment and so I take him to his room and we do some playing individually. So you can see there is some different some different strategies and techniques and again this will vary from day to day so what does not work for me is to just decide in the morning that's how we'll do it I have to sort of see what is it like with him of course I'm going to take advantage of all the the times that he's peacefully playing and there are many days actually where I do not need to think okay what am I going to do he's not quiet enough there are many days where he's really just peaceful um, he also likes doing work here at the table so he does like coloring or cutting or drawing with these water books from Melissa and Doug he loves that but again my advice is mainly for those instances where you see I want to have my my older ones do school but my toddlers are distracting what can I do and so really please keep in mind as well that there are some subjects that they can do on their own. My daughter loves the Explode the Code books and typically she doesn't need me for them. I tell her, if you have a question, wait with it and do all, let's say she has two pages of work to do. I say, finish up those two pages and just leave a blank wherever you don't know the answer. Then she won't have to call me constantly. Of course, we're working on that. Her natural response is she calls me whenever she has a question, also in math. And I tell her, wait until you've accomplished all the work I've assigned to you. And then I will come to you. That way, I don't have to constantly run back and forth. Because again, it would be great if I could just sit at the table the entire time she's working. But I... I can assume this won't work plus there's housework to do so sometimes I cook when she does homeschooling subjects or sometimes I do the dishes you know it's it's just a normal homeschool life so think about your child's schoolwork in those two categories of things that they can do independently and things they need me for and then kind of go with that so there's for instance we're a German-American family so my daughter 
I have her read aloud German to us. And also I have her read aloud English things to us, actually, because that way it's pretty cool. She reads on her own. I, I get to listen to it. She gets to practice her reading aloud as well, which is also a skill. She gets to take a break whenever she wants to study the pictures in the book. And that's something that I have her do whenever I need to accomplish something somewhere else. Or then, of course, toddlers need to go to the bathroom and need help there with washing their hands. Or they just randomly change their outfits and all the funny things toddlers do. So, yes, um, basically the bottom line I wanted to say here in this podcast, too, is there's a constant balance between training our children and accepting limitations. So what I'm not saying is just let your toddler run the show. Just do whatever they want to do. I don't mean that at all. My whole big, like, my whole big foundation or basically the perspective I have in my mind is my goal is to train him. My goal is for him, of course, to have a childhood full of play and laughter and silliness. And so that's why we can't just sit down quietly all day, every day. That's just not going to work. But for the time in our day that we do homeschool lessons, I'm trying to train him to play quietly around us or to play happily in his room. There's so many different things they can do. I try to teach him that there is a time in the day where we do that. At the same time, though, I have to accept his limitations. And there's not a perfect answer at all. I don't know. I'm sure that every single day I go a little bit too much on the training side and then a little bit too much on, oh yeah, I have to accept that he wants to play. You won't ever know. And that's what can drive a perfectionist person such as me. That's my tendency and my personality. It can drive you crazy because you wonder, am I doing the right thing right now? Should I not be training him to do this? Should I not be allowing this? Am I asking too much of my child? It can drive you crazy. So my advice would be do not accept do not expect yourself to do it perfectly. You won't. You will just have to go with it loving on your child and disciplining them. You just cannot say, well, anytime they are loud, you're reading aloud, I'm going to give them a consequence. It won't work that way. There is not a one-way answer. I just know that if I start off my day, if I have the right perspective, um, and if I know what the Lord wants me to do here as a mom, just generally, you know, train them and love on them. That will help me make those little smaller decisions during the day. And yes, there'll be lots of desperation and thinking like, what can I do right now? He's not listening. I want him to listen and to be quiet, but he seems to be needy in some way. He can't really express what he needs either. And she needs schoolwork done. So there will be moments like that where you just have to think about, okay, what is now the easiest thing we can do that will still be learning? For us, that's typically that I would... If I really feel like he's not, I'm not able to calm him, then I can always tell my daughter to read aloud to us. And then obviously, too, we take breaks. So make sure that that the um, environment, the learning environment, also includes lots of time outside and all of that. I, I think in general with toddlers, it really, really needs to be said that they need their water. They need the right kind of food. They need snacks. They do not need sugar you should feed them healthy food you should make sure they have a real good breakfast all those things need to of course also you know they need to have exercise they need to be able to run and if all of these needs are met they will also do better in the school time and then again it will be different from day to day but typically if they get antsy help them just to get their energy out help them to stimulate their mind with something that really excites them so yes, homeschooling mom, I do understand the season you're in 
And um, there's not a one, there's not this one solution, not this one answer. And that's actually the liberating thing about it is knowing that it will be different day to day, but just just gain gain some wisdom there and try to put your foot down as to what is actually my goal? What do I want to do here? What is it that challenges us? What do I need to adjust in my schedule? Um, what are the things that my older ones can do on their own more? How can I navigate this? You got this. You are the mom and I believe that we as parents are, are qualified and we're the best people to train and love on our children. So you will get discouraged. But of course, the Lord is the one that gives us strength and perspective. And if you feel like it's too much, take a deep breath and take a moment. And when I say take a deep breath, I really also mean just calm down in your thoughts and and get a moment to really just reflect on that privilege that you have being a homeschool mom to these wonderful children. And yes, these challenges are part of the homeschool life, but you will grow. The more you lean on the Lord and allow Him to lead you in this, you will grow and your children will see that you are beginning to respond more peacefully because of course that's what we want to do is represent a godly behavior to our children and not be and not be worried or stressed out ourselves constantly so we are growing our children are growing we need lots of grace with ourselves but we also need a vision as to who do we want to be what do we want our homeschool day to look like and to do this though in a realistic way So be blessed, everybody, and thank you so much for listening and being here today.